Seven Run. Uh, I'm really excited today to begin a new series. It's your call. And this is something that is near and dear and, and deep inside of my own heart and life. And, and so today I'm going to kind of give you an overview, but this topic is really something that, that means a lot to me. And it's actually something that I am, I'm writing about in terms of, 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 of a book form. So, um, I'm praying that this will be a transformative series in your life. And, and I'm, I'm asking you to really engage. I want to thank so much Matt for sharing with us the last couple of weeks and, uh, and casting the vision of, of going after the next generation. And, and just want to say that really is our, our mission. I want to remind you in this COVID season that there will be a time when we gather again and we will gather strong even as we are living strong now and we will go after the next generation with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So our children and our our youth, they they really, really matter. And I want to challenge you today uh, as you're watching the service to engage. I want to challenge you to take time, first of all, to let us know that you're here let us know who's in the room watching with you, um, and, and just take the time to engage and respond and make this an interactive experience. So I want to pray for us as we begin this new series. The next six weeks are going to be just a wonderful in-depth exploration of the biblical foundation of everything. And you're going to see that from where we begin in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for your call. Thank you that you are God. Help us to return to that reality in this season, in these moments. May we not forget in all we face, you are the Lord God. You are the creator God. You are the saving God. And you are the calling God. I pray that God, in this series, you would help us to hear you call us into a new life following Jesus. And God, that you would reshape your church to be active, to be, to be defining, to be a living illustration of the life of your son, Jesus Christ. May faith rise and God, may darkness be pushed back. And Lord, may your kingdom come and your will be done in new and fresh ways because it's your will. It's your call. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to talk about finding your real purpose in life. And there are a lot of things that we can spend our life on and think that that's our purpose. But I would submit to you that your real purpose is is eternal. It's from eternity past and echoes into eternity future. And I just want to say in terms of your life and, and everything else, it really is your call. So let me kind of break that down. We're going to go to 50,000 foot, kind of give an overview for the series, and then we'll revisit some of these things throughout the, our time together. The call of God is on your life. Let that sink in. You may have come from some other religious background where the call of God was some strange religious thing that made people... Uh, wear robes or, or act differently or, or whatever, I don't know, or call people brother or pastor or, you know, it may be something that, that is disassociated from your life, distant from your life. It, it belongs to others. But I want to share with you from the bottom of my heart that I believe that every page of Scripture shouts 
that the call of God is on your life. From eternity past to eternity future, God is calling you, has been calling you. We're going to look in just a moment in Genesis chapter 1 because the reality of God as creator is the foundation of everything. And let me just say as I start to talk about creation that I'm not thinking about it in the simplistic way that some of you guys are thinking about it. Reality to me is is overwhelming and and mysterious and and infinite. And 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 so the reality of what we're talking about in our existence, in our our reality in this universe is so much deeper, so much more complex, so much so much more multi-layered than than, than some shallow theology um, would, would allow it to be that, that, again, if that's where you are, just know that's not where I am. I also believe that every word of Scripture uh, will prove to be infinitely true when we stand in eternity, but that we don't understand and that there's a, there's a gap between it. That, I mean, we look at the universe and, and, and our, our science, our understanding tells us that it is infinite, infinitely large, infinitely huge, that that, that we may not, not even be in a universe, but a multiverse. And, and then we, we go down to the, the micro level and, and we find out that, that things are infinite in the direction of the small as well. And that, that when you even take the distance between an electron and, an, and, a, and, a, and a, a nucleus and an atom, that there's, you can split that in half and there's an infinite distance between that and you can split that in half and there's an infinite distance between that and you can split that in half and on and on it goes. So we are alive in the mystery of our existence, of our creation. And the word of God says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Hebrew says um, that God barad at the head of all things, that God created something out of nothing. And only God can barad. We can create things from things, but God created from nothingness. It's really key to understand that all theology, all ideas about reality and God begin in the beginning, in creation. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The call of God is on your life from eternity past to eternity future. And in this passage, we see the power of God's voice. God speaks life and light into being. In verse three, the scripture says, and God said, let there be light. And the response of nothingness was to become light. I mean, there is so much infinite depth and mystery in, in this reality that it's, it's almost unspeakable. Outside of God's voice, there is only formlessness and void. Now, the earth was formless and empty. And I, I, you know, a part of our learning and understanding is that God gave us an imagination. I want to challenge you to use your imagination. Don't, don't think in lazy wooden ways and and use your imagination to, to reach for truth. I want you to imagine to the best of your ability what, what this scene is describing. It, it, is, it is such a living mystery. All of this nothingness, all of this void, all of this emptiness and darkness and, and the surface of the deep. What is that? I, I, I do not know. 
but the Spirit of God is hovering. There is the Spirit of God on the edge of all the nothingness, ready to bring something into being, ready to, to bring creation into being. And, and all of it is, is at the call of God, at the Word of God. Outside of God's calling, there is nothing but emptiness and darkness. And what was true at the beginning of creation is true in your life and in my life. The call of God is on your life. And outside of that call, there is only emptiness and void and darkness and, and depth that you cannot swim in. Inside the calling of God, it's, it's a different reality, a different created reality. So let me ask you a couple of questions. Why are you here on earth? What's your purpose? Who decides your purpose? Do you decide your purpose? Uh, did your parents decide your purpose? Is, are other social pressures deciding your purpose? What is your purpose and who decides? And, and is there really a God? And if there really is a God, how does your life connect to that ultimate reality? I Believe the call of God is on your life and, and that God's call is to purposeful relationship. It is not a roadmap. It is not, um, it is not merely, you know, kind of like a, you know, a military set of orders. It is a call to relationship that completely repurposes and recreates life and possibility. Call is, is to relationship, personal relationship with with God the Father, through Christ the Son, in the power of the Holy Spirit. The call uh, of, of God in this purposeful relationship is to be loved. And, and I want to say with, again with all of my heart that I believe that there will be many pastors uh, with PhDs, there will be many scholars who've written volumes, there will be many church people who've, who've listened to countless sermons and, and, and memorized you know, endless biblical verses, but, but in the end, when they stand before God, they're, they're going to hear these words of Jesus. Matthew 7, depart from me, I never knew you. And what's that about? It's about, about us shutting out the Creator. It's about us saying no to love and, and never truly believing that in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ that, that we were loved and that this love was allowed to become personal. I never knew you. You never let me in. You never let me be with you. You never let me walk with you. You never let me guided you. You never really trusted me. But love changes everything. Love brings light to dark. Love creates. Love makes life alive. And, and, and so to be called into purposeful relationship is to be to be willing to be loved and to be forgiven and to allow your ego to die and to be born again so that life is new to you and you're learning it all over again. To, to begin in relationship with God is to be loved. And then it is to be love. To literally become the love of God. With all your broken and all your wounded, with all the hard and the empty around you, you have 
the Spirit of God living in you as you receive Christ. As you commit your life to Him, He has already committed His life to you. As you receive Him as your Lord and Savior, He actually saves. And it's not an instant perfection. It is, it is a daily purposeful relationship that repurposes your life from your own fallen purposes into His powerful, um, you know, world-creating reality that, that comes from, from His will. To love God and His will, to love more than we love our, to, to love um, Him more than we love ourselves and our will. That's, that's true biblical faith. And so, again, the deep dive into Genesis chapter 1, you know, is, is to understand that, that this is the, this is the, the, architectural plan and reality for for everything. In the beginning, God created. We are not the source of anything. God is. Elohim, Yahweh. He created the heavens and the earth. God created everything above you. Um, He created the ground that you stand on. He created the reality of your existence. Everything is God. Now the earth was formless and empty. And without the word of God spoken into our living, our lives, our lives will never be centered. Our lives will never take shape the way that God intended them to. We will always fall short. We will always have great intentions that, that, that end up in bad results. We will always be breaking bad uh, in the exercise of our will. And things will be formless and they will be empty or void and, and you will spend your life doing what you think will fill you up and make you happy. Um, you'll spend your life getting things that will only leave you emptier. You'll, you'll be in relationships that, that you will seek to find filling from and will only find more emptiness in. Empty cannot fill empty. Everything formless everything empty, with darkness over the surface of the deep. You and I feel the darkness. We feel the pain of life. Um, you have to kind of live in denial not to feel the, the darkness in your life. And, and uh, that's what addiction is about. We don't want to feel the pain. Um, and there's unnecessary and necessary pain. We'll talk about that later. But, but simple, simply the reality is that outside of the word of God, outside of the call of God, there is only darkness over the surface of, of the depths of your life and your need and your brokenness and your heartache and, and your emptiness. But you need to know this. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. In other words, next to all of this emptiness, all of this formlessness, all of this nothingness, There was the nearness of God ready to act and speak and create. And I hope you get this. I hope you understand this. Because this is also true for our lives in this moment. In the midst of all the pain, all the empty, all the dark, all the the formlessness, there is this new possibility, this new moment, this new opportunity for 
God to speak into your life and for you to hear the call of God as creation heard the call of God. And, and you, you got to use your imagination to, to, to picture all of this. And, and, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Matter that did not exist suddenly came into being and, and, and was, was something that was nothing before. It was light. And, and creation responded to the word of God. It had no will separate from the word of God. But you and I do have a will that is separate from the word of God. Trouble is that outside of God's word is nothingness and and outside of God's word was nothingness. And and, and if you and I choose to live our lives outside of God's calling word, calling us into purposeful relationship with him, there will only be nothingness. Creation had no will separate from the creator, but you and I have been given a will that can be separated from the creator. But when our will is separate from the creator, then we are continually not only living ourselves in this formless void, this darkness, we're passing it on to everybody around us. I want to remind you in this COVID season and all that you face, God's word is infinitely powerful. This speaking into creation, this, this, the worlds, the, the stars that we see. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were out in Moab and we went on a, a night ride out on the fallen peace officer's trail. And, and we stopped in the middle of it and just looked up into the night sky, no light pollution, and, and, and just could see all the glory of creation. God did all of that. His word is powerful. And his word is powerfully near you in this moment, in this season. His call is nearer to you than you think. You just have to hear it. Ephesians 2.10 says, we are God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus to do good, the good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. The call of God is on your life from before eternity past and towards eternity future, all through the depths of time. The guiding call of God is on your life, and God has a meaningful repurposing of your life if you'll hear his call. I believe call of God is the centering reality of my life. And there was a time in my living where I couldn't find the center. And I was trying this for the center and that for the center and and seeking this person for the center or that thing. And and I I could never find the center of of my life. But, But when I heard the call of God, when I heard about Jesus, when I heard the whisper of God's love, when, when I began to actually turn my stubborn, resistant will to, to the word of God and began to listen, even in the smallest senses, the light began to come on. And, and my life started to go from formless and void to, to better and purposeful and, and, and creative. And that's the power of the word of God. You will never find your center in no person or no thing, no accomplishment. You will always live off balance and off center all of your life until your life is centered radically and fiercely on the call of God. What is God saying to me? What does God want for me in Christ? How will I give my life not merely to hear what he says and and 
and, 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 you know, do nothing about it, but how will I give my life to, to be in purposeful relationship that allows God to repurpose my life so that I do his will in my living? One of the reasons God may have allowed COVID, one of the reasons may be but that, that he was tired of a church filled with, with, with uh, you know, communities of people who merely sat on their backsides, hearing things they were never going to do, knowing more than they were ever going to act on. Maybe God said, I want to wake my church up and I want to let every believer know they are called personally by, by my son's life and his death and his resurrection into a new kind of purposeful life. Follow me, Jesus said, and I will repurpose your life. I will make you fishers of men. And what if for far too long you've been dabbling at religion or Christianity or whatever you want to call it, but you haven't really heard God's call on your life. And you haven't fiercely answered it to the exclusion of everything else. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You cannot center your life. You cannot find your way out of the formlessness and the deep and the void and the darkness. You can't do it. And you might be arrogant enough to think you can. And, and it's amazing to me to watch people stumble their way through life in pride and arrogance and ego and self-sufficiency. You know, some people do it all the way until they trip into their own six-foot grave um, and, are, and are slapped with reality uh, of eternity. But the better broken people discovered that earlier, long before that point. Your own understanding, your own will, uh, apart from, separate from the, the call of the creator, it, it, is, it is a destructive, misleading, um, you know, it, it creates only more formlessness and more void. It, it's a lie. So don't trust your own understanding of life, of anything. But instead, the scripture says, in all your ways, submit to him. Palms up. I don't understand, God, but you've got this. Submit to him. And he will make your path straight. He'll be your guide. He'll, he'll help you find your center. He'll be your compass. He'll show you the way in everything, no matter how deep the water is beneath your, your feet, um, you know, or, or, or how how high the problems are from eternity past to eternity future. God's call is the centering reality of life. And Jesus is the center of the center. He's the center of your, of your existence. He's the center of your call. John 1.3 says, Through him all things were made, tying this back to Genesis 1.1. Without him nothing was made that has been made. It's Jesus. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. There is no light outside of a committed personal relationship with Jesus Christ that, that takes over your life and, and causes you to do something. There's no life outside of that. His light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Right now in your darkness, in the hardness of COVID, in, in the difficulty of your marriage or your finances, or your challenges of, of, of kids and school, there's a light that's shining brilliantly and creatively in the darkness. There's a, a call that, that may right now be outside of your audible hearing, but there's a call that is on your life that, that will recenter everything. Two words sum it up in John, in Matthew 4.19, follow me and find new purpose.
Lastly, I believe that your response to God's call determines your destiny more than any of the events that happen to you in life. Life is not equal opportunity. It just isn't. There is sin and racism. There is poverty and brokenness. There, there, um, I, I remember when I was first coming to Christ, and, and I'm a 15-year-old, our church had, it makes me cry, because of the sweetness of it, not the sadness of it, but our church had a ministry to, um, to a, a Down syndrome facility. And, and every week um, they would, would bring in um, these, these amazing young people with, with Down syndrome. Um, we're not all born with, with the same opportunities or even the same health. No matter what has happened to you in life, no matter what you fear might happen to you in the days ahead, I want to tell you that your response to God's call is infinitely more determinative to your destiny than anything that happens to you. What happens in you when you hear the call of God on your life? What happens in you when you hear God say, I have loved you with an everlasting love. What happens inside of you with your formlessness and your your darkness and your void when you hear the Creator say, let there be light, and that light is, is light with a name, the name of Jesus. Does anything happen in your life? The truth is, the sad truth is, most of us are deaf to the call of God. In Isaiah chapter 6, let me, let me read uh, some, some verses for you if, if I can. In that year, the, the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, Isaiah says, exalted and seated on a throne. There was a responsiveness to revelation. And the train of his robe filled the temple. And, the, and then he describes in verse 2 these, these seraphim, these, these beings that cannot be described, cannot be pictured. And they were sh- calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory, which is still true to this day. The whole earth is telling us that there is a creator who wants to recreate and redeem us. The call of God is shouted out not only in every page of scripture and in the life of Christ, the call of God is shouted out in all of creation, in the sky above your your home. At the sound of their voice, the doorposts and thresholds shook and the temple filled with smoke. Woe to me, Isaiah cried. I am ruined. He, he recognized his own sinfulness, his own unworthiness, his own, his own evil within. I'm a man of unclean lips. And then one of the seraphim flew to him with a live coal and, and touched his mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin is atoned for. And that is what Jesus has done for all of us. And then I heard the voice, the call of the I am saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah heard the call of God on his life. And he shouted, yes, here I am, send me. And then God said, go and tell this people and and listen to the sting of what, what I'm about to share next, because it is where most of us are in terms of our blah response to the, to the fierce call of God. Go and tell this people, be ever hearing and never understanding. Be ever seeing but never perceiving. 
Make the hearts of this people callous. Make their ears dull. Close their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. This is God being sarcastic. Jesus repeats this, this truth in Mark chapter 4, 12. It is, it is the, the lament and the heartbeat of God to, to us, to you and I, for living like this for the call of God. And, and, and we, we put these on. And, and suddenly... call music, but, but we're deaf to the call of God in our lives. It's busyness, it's need, it's worry, it's pain, it's whatever, but it's all just noise. Can you hear God whispering your name? Can you hear Jesus Christ on the cross, bleeding out in agony, pushing up on nailed feet for one agonizing breath after the other. Can you hear him say, I love you? And I want you to follow me. I don't know all of what's going on in your life, but I want to ask you, how will you respond to the call of God on your life? Because it's there. As much as it's on my life or anybody else, the call of God from eternity past towards eternity future is on your life. Life may seem crazy and out of control, but the centering purpose of your life will always be and will always be found in the call of God from eternity. The way forward? Well, I just want to tell you, truly with all of my heart, it's your call. Give your life to Jesus. Answer your call.